Hello, my faithful fellow listeners. Welcome to another episode of Podcast About Nothing. Podcast About Nothing. There's no A in about. There's just 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 a positive B. Um, today I kind of want to talk about growing up black in the hood because from. If I'm not mistaken, I believe October is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I feel like, I don't feel like my childhood was really uh, any much different than anyone else's that's listening. If you're black, I don't feel like my my experiences growing up in the hood was any different than anyone else's. But only if you grew up in the hood. Um, I was one of those kids, man. I I didn't get in trouble like that. Like not, nothing too serious. Like I don't know. I, I didn't get in trouble like that growing up. Like I had fights or whatever, but nah. You know, like I I didn't really get into trouble like that. But I feel like the 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 term product of your environment is a true statement. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be robbing old ladies and sticking up convenience stores or slinging dope on the corner or nothing like that. That doesn't necessarily mean that. But I do believe that when you grow up in the hood, when you're from the hood, whatever whatever is your surrounding shapes you into the shapes you as an adult when you become an adult. Like, it shapes you. You take on what you've experienced and what and what you have learned, and you take it with you. Now, some people manage it differently than others, but it it definitely stays with you. Like I, I feel like growing up in the hood. It it teaches you, it taught me at least. But I feel like I can I can speak for anyone that grew up in the hood. It it really taught you to be defensive. So always be on the defense. It has always. It, it, I, I feel like that's what the hood has taught us. To always be on the defense. To to, you can't trust people. Right away. You have to be standoffish. You don't want to open yourself up because that may seem soft. That may seem like a weakness if you're so transparent and you're so open growing up in the hood has taught that um growing up in the hood seeing police officers come through you know a a few times a day just harassing people like I've seen plenty of times where someone was sitting on their porch and then the cops drive up and they hop out, they go on the porch and ask them why they're just sitting here. And it's like, um, I'm at I'm at home. I'm just sitting on my porch. Well, you know, there's a lot of drug deals that go on around here. Do you know anything about that? Like, are you waiting for somebody to come up and like it became that. And then they get cuffed and they're thrown in the back of a car. Off of the strength of what? Because I was sitting on my porch. 
I've heard, you know, gunshots and my mom telling us to duck. I've gone into fights. I've been jumped. Um, two of my brothers have been robbed. One of them at gunpoint. That's kind of what happens. Like that, that kind of just what happens. And as I sit here and think about it, the fact that one of my brothers had a gun in his face and he's being robbed. Another one of my brothers got robbed. My mom got robbed in front of me. And I was like 11 or 12 years old when my mom got robbed in front of me by two dudes. I was trying to get into my sister's apartment. And then I hear my mom scream and I turn around. She's being pushed down to the ground and two dudes are running off. Like, these are things that are traumatic experiences, and it changes you. And you don't want to admit that, but it changes you. These are things that people should probably go to therapy for. But in the black community, we're kind of told, okay, it happened yesterday, so just sweep it under the rug. Instead of seeking professional help. Like, I can remember growing up, Here, like, I mean, the things you experience as a kid in the hood is something that an average child should never experience ever. An average person should never experience unless you're a war veteran. Now, there are probably kids who are 11 years old in Chicago, Illinois right now that have seen and heard more bullets than a war veteran. In fact, I think it was in 2015 or 2013, there were more murders and dead bodies in Chicago than there was in Iraq, in the Middle East. Like a substantial amount, like over 200. Like it was over 200 more. I think it was like 500 some odd murders one year in Chicago. There's only 365 days a year. Why are y'all having 500 some odd murders in one city? That's ridiculous. Those people need therapy. They've experienced way more than I have and that I care to. I don't, but, but, but we're told to just sweep things under the rug. See, if you go to a black family about depression or feeling sad or your, there's there's usually only two responses. One response is, boy, ain't nothing wrong with you. Get out of my face. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Get out of here. Or you're hugged, you're kissed, you're coddled, you're told everything will be okay. You're sent about your way. Now, you may feel like that that's the better scenario, that's the better answer, but it's not. How, like, that's not helping me heal. If I'm, like, depression is a real thing. I think for a brief moment, I went through it. I probably went through it twice. I don't want to be, like, that's why seeking their therapeutic and psychiatry like therapeutic help 
through psychiatry, that person doesn't know you. So they're completely unbiased. They will tell you if, yo, because I'm in a bad relationship and da-da-da-da-da. Like, they will tell you, oh, well, technically it's your fault. But if you go to your family about it, of course they're going to take your side. Of course they would. Now, that's what happens. They're, they're family. But see, a therapist would be completely 100 with you and tell you, oh, no, that was your fault. You kind of messed that up. But in the black community, we're also, you know, like I, how I said, in the black community, we kind of grew up not being able to trust people. If you're a stranger, if I don't recognize you. We... We're going to get we're going to be at odds before we ever get along because I don't know you. So that's why they people won't go to therapy because I don't want to dump all of my demons and all of my insecurities and all of my worries on someone I don't know who don't love me. They're going to judge me and all of this. But it's their job. To sit there and listen and then give you unbiased advice on how to handle things. I, I'm, a, I'm a true believer in you are a product of the environment. Because the to me, I feel like the answer to getting out of a state that you're in is to change your surroundings. But sometimes it's just not that. It's easier said than done. And I understand that. Like, I think I hit, I hit depression probably twice. Um, I was probably I was fifteen, and it was when my dad passed away. And I remember just laying, like just just lying down in my room, not eating, not sleeping. Cause whenever I went to sleep, I would see him, I would see my dad, and I would hear my dad's voice, and I would just wake up. It was another time where because the last time I saw my dad, I was in my living room and he was sitting in the rocking chair asleep, and there was a time where the living room was pitch black, and I promised I could see him sitting there, the same way he was just sleep, and then I. I know the difference between grieving and depression. Because I had a cousin that passed, I was grieving. Even when my grandmother passed, I was grieving. But with my dad, it was it was a lot darker than that. And I felt like I hit a depression. Because I remember at 15 feeling like I didn't want to keep living. And I, I was having a really rough school year after that. And I really had a thought of not wanting to live anymore. But growing up in the community that I grew up in, being black, it, it was kind of just a thing that happened. I, I, I could because I didn't I don't think I cried when my dad passed away. It was just it was too much shock. So do I still need therapy today? Yeah, I think I would. I would still need therapy today. Because it's just something that w- when 
it, it was just something that we, as a family, we just never really talked about. We only, you know, we only talked about the good times. And I, I feel like in black families, in black communities, you don't want to talk about the sad times because that's why they're called sad times. Let's just talk about the times when we were happy. But if you're not willing to face the sad times, how can you get through it? You're kind of just walking around it. You're sweeping it under the rug. Another time I was part of depressed was I was in a toxic relationship and I felt like I was running out of time to get out of it. And I remember my family telling me that I've changed. I, I wasn't coming around as much. Um, and I remember just being in my apartment on my balcony crying because I felt so lost. I felt like I forgot who I was and I felt like I had lost myself because there was a lot of things that she put me through. It was a lot of things I did that I put her through out of spite and out of revenge and I felt like a darkness over my heart and I was like, yo, this is not you, yo. And I remember just crying because I felt like I had lost myself just completely. And I remember praying to God that if he could just just forcibly take me out of this, I would never make the same mistake again. And people often ask me, why have I been single for so long? And it's because of that. I remember the prayer I had to God and I asked him, if you can bring me out of this, if I deserve to be out of this, I will not make this mistake twice. And he brought me out of it. He 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 just opened my eyes and was like, all right, you know how to get out of this. It's just that your eyes were closed the whole time. So he woke me up and I got out of it. So people ask me why have I been single for so long it's because I pray to God if he showed me the light, I will take that path and I will follow that path. No questions asked. That's why I've been single for so long because I'm not making that mistake again. And I'm not going back on the word that I gave to God. I gave him a promise. I'm not going back on that. But I remember just sitting there crying that night on my balcony. And I had sat on my balcony with my legs like kind of hanging over. And I remember thinking to myself, like, yo, I could just barge just jump right now. But I don't know if that was really depression. Because you know sometimes like there's kind of like a like you kind of jokey joke, like, man, if I could kill myself right now, you know, I wouldn't have to go to work today. That's how I thought I was kind of portraying it. Like, man, I don't feel like dealing with this person no more. I wonder if I can just kill myself and then everything will just go away. Not really put into perspective that, you know, when you kill yourself, that's it. Like, you're not waking up the next day. That's, it's over. But I, I think I hit depression maybe two times. But, you know, now I've changed my surroundings. I've gotten away from toxic people. I've gotten away from a toxic surrounding and feel better, feel happy. I have my son and he's happy. Which makes me even more happy. Having a 
relationship with someone who I can talk to who's not family, like, you know, she's not family to me. But having some having a strong bond with someone that you can really talk to, y'all can uplift each other and everything like that, I feel like it's really important. Because sometimes there are things you don't want to talk to your family about. Because you feel like your family will automatically jump on your side. And sometimes I just need someone to be 100 with me. So, like, having someone like that in my life that I feel like I can just talk to and kind of lean on a little bit. And she can lean on me if she needed to talk to someone or anything like that. I feel like it's very important. That's that's very important. I, I I encourage people to, if if you're involved, not not saying that I and this person are involved, but if you are friends with someone, or if you're you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or significant other with, and you're afraid of saying what you're going through. Because you don't know how they will look at you. You know, you, you'll you never know until you tell them. Like, verbally express what you're going through. Their reaction is very telling. If they don't know how to listen, if they don't know how to um, empathize, if they don't know how to, like... Sometimes you need to just get things off your chest, you know, and sometimes you don't need anyone to really chime in. You just kind of just need them to listen. But again, seeking counseling, going to therapy um, can be very healing. And there, there's times where I think about going and finding someone myself. That I can just go to, like, once a month. I think once a month would be fine for me. Like, once a month. But, I don't know. I haven't really made the decision. I haven't even put forth the effort to look for anyone. But, I feel like just putting yourself, like, just casting your problems into the shadows is is not the answer. You need to be able to have someone to talk to. Because it's that it's that human connection that that really fuels the progress of you healing. It's that human interaction. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I, I feel like if you're you know if you're black and you're listening, and you grew up in the hood the same way I did, never think that that it'll be weird seeking counseling or. Or, or or therapy because you don't know this person. I mean, if you go to the doctor's office and you get a physical and you're, you have no clothes on, you don't know that person, but you trust them because they're a doctor. And it's the same thing with, psych, with, with psychiatry. They're a doctor. Their job is to help you feel better. And I feel like we were groomed and molded and taught for so long to not trust people from the outside because you don't know them. So they will never understand you. Just put forth the effort. 
Just put forth the effort. That's all I have to say about that. Just put forth the effort. But yeah, that was. I feel like I feel like I had a little therapy session right now, to be honest. Um. So before I sign off, I just want to give a quick shout out to Robbery Clothing. Because guess what, everybody? I am an ambassador now for a clothing brand by the name of Robbery Clothing. Yes. I finally made it into like the real Instagram world. I am an Instagram model now. Believe that. I'm an Instagram model now. Follow my Instagram. Follow my Twitter. Kid named underscore KG. Um, I'm going to be, you know, advertising and, you know, modeling and everything. He he trying to set up like a little shoot out in L.A. I might have to fly out for. You know, he's going to have, he, he has some ideas. He want to uh, bounce off of me, see how I feel. Um, I told him that I want to come out with my own merchandise. He has to say, we can, we can link up and. You know what I'm saying? Hook something up. Try to figure something out. So go follow robbery underscore clothing on Instagram. Um, You can use my promo code. I'm going to put it in my Instagram bio. You can use my promo code bout10. My promo code is bout10. You get 10% off. Um, of Man, he got some dope shirts, some hoodies, um, some... Um, I he has phone cases, he has lighters, he has sunglasses, t-shirts for men and women, um, crew neck sweatshirts. is is fire. It's really dope. Again, robbery clothing. Find him on Instagram, robbery underscore clothing on IG. Use my promo code about nothing. You click his link in the bio to take it to his website. Or you can click the link in my bio. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the link in my bio. You can click the link in my bio. Use bout ten as a promo code. Um, again, robbery underscore clothing on Instagram. Also, another shout out to another to a, to another sponsor. Uh, what occasion? What occasion will hook you up with? Whether you're trying to throw a bar mitzvah, a birthday party, just a regular party on a Friday, quinceanera. Um, wedding receptions, and also it's a travel agency. So if you want to travel the globe or you just want to travel downtown and, you know what I'm saying, shake what your mama gave you, hit up what occasion, all one word on Instagram, um, and Tamara will hook you up, all right? So that's robbery underscore clothing on Instagram and what occasion, all one word on Instagram. Um, Yeah, this has been another episode of Podcast About Nothing. And I've been your host, The Apex, and until the next time, mind your business and count your blessings. Please.